Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you do. It's all about where you go. Welcome in, everybody. This is Brandon Staubel from Racing with Bruno and BrunoWithTheWorks.com. Uh, it's Thursday, April 13, 2017. Uh, we've got 22 days till the Kentucky Derby and the big works are going to be starting soon. Uh, on this episode of the Handicappers Preview, we're going to be talking about the prep races from last week, and then we're going to be looking forward to the last prep race from Arkansas on Saturday, the Arkansas Derby, where they drew a field of 12. Um, so we want to go ahead and get started. We've got about 12 minutes left in the show. Sorry about the delay getting on. Internet connection was a little sloppy. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. What I want to do is, uh, is start with the weakest prep, according to what I think, from last Saturday. And, and we're going to go out to California. We're going to start with the Santa Anita Derby and uh, take a look at the top three finishers in here. We had Gormley um, sitting off. A decent pace actually it was a pretty quick pace in the Santa Anita Derby um, Gormley was able to uh, Victor was able to get him back a little bit in this race um, which was nice but at the same time uh, Battle of Midway who finished second and Royal Mo who finished third uh, both were on the pace throughout and uh, Gormley didn't really draw off after that uh, really quick pace so um, you know I wasn't really impressed with this race um, the fact that there was a three-way speed duel early on and uh, really neither one uh, of the three types getting a break um, from the beginning. Uh, and then that, that was American Anthem who was on the lead with Royal Mo and Battle of Midway. Uh, all three um, basically just went out and, and threw it down early on. And the fact that Battle of Midway and Royal Mo both were able to finish in the top three says a lot about them. But at the same time, Gormley got a really dream setup. Um, and, and I just would have liked him to explode a little more down the lane. So um, I'm, I'm kind of taking the Santa Anita Derby with a grain of salt. I, I don't really think it's going to be a key prep race for the Kentucky Derby. Um, but with, with Gormley being trained by John uh, Sheriffs, we do want to pay attention to him. Uh, but at the same time, I think we're going to go with our gut instinct here and, and basically say the Santa Anita Derby um, is not one of our top prep races for the Kentucky Derby. 
we're going to go ahead and shift all the way opposite coast here and go to New York and talk about the Wood Memorial uh, Irish war cry. We don't know what happened in the last race. Something happened, whether it was he didn't get his trip, uh, a big reaction to his previous race. We don't know, but he really rebounded in this race. Uh, albeit with a really good trip. And and if you take a look at the races on Wood Day, and, and the times were slower, and, and even when I wrote on Twitter that, uh, you know, the basically the times weren't very impressive. Everybody that, that ran these prep races was getting the mile and an eighth and about 150. Um, you know, it wasn't something we really liked first off. But at the same time, um, in New York at Aqueduct, the track was very slow. And uh, some of these races are much better than appears. And uh, actually, if, if you pay attention to the thoroughbred figures, Irish Warcry got a huge number in here. Um, he did get the perfect trip, but we liked what we saw. At the same time, you're going to have to show us that you can put together back-to-back big performances. Um, he kind of has that pattern, if you look at the past performances, of having a big race and then tailing off and then having a big race. So if you're going into the Kentucky Derby and you're kind of thinking, well, what's the next race going to be? According to his pattern, it's going to be an off race. So, you know, it was a big race in the wood, but at the same time, what do we do with it? Uh, you look at the second place finisher battalion runner. Uh, this is the typical Todd Fletcher layoff type runner coming from Florida, goes to the lead, runs really big. And to, for me, these are, these are huge bet against next time out. Uh, I don't really care for these type horses that especially they've waited so long to run this horse. And then he runs lights out in this race. And what is he going to do in Kentucky? I mean, what, what are we supposed to do with him? For me, he's a huge bet against, uh, I kind of hope battalion runner gets into the field because like I said, we're, we're going to be betting against him. And if you look at the uh, third place finisher cloud computing, um, he tried really hard. And and one thing we want to take out of that whole day in New York is that the speed did hold uh, pretty much throughout the card. Um, if you listen to some of the New York experts like Andy Serling, uh, guys like that, you know, none of the closers really made up ground um, throughout the day. And so you have to think that cloud computing did try really hard against a speed favoring surface. Uh, he's a really nice horse. Um, but at the same time, he's being asked to do a lot in here and, and he may need a little bit of a freshening, uh, you know, third career start goes into this grade one wood memorial. I mean, it's, it's just something maybe down the road, he's going to be a little better. It could be, you know, a Travers horse, something like that. But uh, I take a look at the wood and it was a fast race, but at the same time, you have to take a look at the runners. Uh, we, we've talked about battalion runner. We're huge uh, bet against with these type of runners for Todd coming up from Florida off of a couple months layoff running big races. Um, we'll get to see him in Kentucky. I'm sure he'll, he'll bring some string, uh, some horses to the track, but at the same time, uh, not sure what we want to do about that guy. Um, Irish war cry, kind of the same thing. I wish he was shipping to Kentucky. It sounds like Graham is going to keep him, uh, over at Fair Hill as late as possible and then ship in. I, I think with Irish war cry, the draw is going to be really important because he seems like the type of horse that if things don't go his way, he's not going to run his race. And uh, if he can sit maybe outside, kind of get that, uh, you know, maybe not be as far back as Animal Kingdom, but kind of get that Animal Kingdom type trip where he sits on the outside and then makes a late run. Um, you know, so he he's one to just keep an eye on, especially when it comes to the post. Uh, so let's take a look at the 
prep race that I think is going to be most important. It's going to be the bluegrass. And first thing you think is that a maiden won this race. IRAP uh, for Doug O'Neill, who gets into the Derby again. Um, you know, first instinct for me was to go ahead and dismiss this race. I don't think looking back after a few days that that's the case now. Um, first thing, IRAP flatters a horse named Hentz from the Steve Asmussen barn who won the Sunland Derby. We'll get to Hentz in just a little bit. Um, but IRAP was on the wrong lead. He did sit off of Wild Shot, who in my opinion is speed, or excuse me, is a distance challenge. Um, but at the same time, he was able to gut it out. Uh, he held off Practical Joke, who finished second, who, in my opinion, as well, is distance challenged. Uh, Practical Joke has had every opportunity in his races at two turns uh, to get by. He seems to want to hang, and uh, he, seems, he seems to not really have as much fight as you would like to see from a derby contender. Um, if you're looking down the road, uh, Practical Joke is kind of like a, a battalion runner for me. I don't see him winning and I hope he gets in the field and I hope he runs because I'm going to bet against him all day. Practical joke does not show me enough in his two turn races to make me think that the mile and a quarter on Derby day is going to be to his fitting. And uh, that brings me to the third place finisher McCracken. McCracken is a really interesting runner and you can go either way with this horse. Um, originally I thought, man, this guy needs to run better. We didn't see what we needed to see. But then you get to thinking a few days later, you get to calm down, you get to kind of digest the race. And you think about who the trainer is. It's Ian Wilkes. And then you look back and Ian Wilkes trained under Carl Nasker. And they, they told everybody that this wasn't the goal. And we all know that the Kentucky Derby is the goal. This horse was off for almost two months. Um, and like I said, Ian Wilkes, he's the master of prep races. And, and let me take you back to a couple of horses that Ian was with. Um, if you remember Fort Larned, the start before he won the Breeders' Cup Classic, he was third. If you go back with Carl Nasker, unbridled, who won the Derby, was third in his previous race in the Bluegrass. I think McCracken is going to move forward, and he's going to move forward in a big way. And I've actually become a bigger fan of McCracken out of this race because I think it's exactly what he needed. He's going to get back to Churchill. We're obviously going to watch him train. We're going to watch the works see the gallops. You better watch out for McCracken. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this was a very, very nice prep race. It's going to get underlooked. I know that a lot of people are talking McCracken may end up being one of the top choices. I think he's going to be a, a kind of a sneaky play at six, seven, eight to one. Um, he's going to want to be a horse, especially if, if you, if you get our workouts, if you see me on Twitter talking about McCracken coming into the race, like he's supposed to, you need to pay attention to McCrack. And I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. Let's talk about real quick, the fourth place finisher, Jay boys echo. I'm very disappointed in this race. Uh, you talk about the Keeneland track. This horse won as a two-year-old broke his maiden over the Keeneland track. Sometimes what I've noticed is that the Churchill horses and when they ship from Churchill to Keeneland, they don't handle the track as well. It's a different kind of track. In my opinion, very disappointed in Jay boy. I, I thought he had a lot of talent and maybe that Gotham stakes that he's coming out of wasn't as good as we think it is, or he got a really good setup, which he did. Um, so anytime I hear that possibly they're using for J boys echo, they're using the track as an excuse. I don't buy it. 
Um, I like the way McCracken finished a lot better than J-Boy. And I, I kind of question, too, you know, we heard from Bruno DiGiulio down at Gulfstream Park this winter that J-Boy didn't really like the Gulfstream surface. So how much foundation, how much bottom did he get this winter? Um, he obviously shipped to New York and did well, but at the same time, how fit was he coming to this race? So that's another thing to be interested in is, is how J-Boy trains. Uh, we really like him as a two-year-old, but at the same time, uh, is he moving forward like we want to see? So um, I think coming out of this race and, and watching it over and over again a few days later, um, I'm really interested in the way McCracken is going to be training up into this race. And I actually read a couple articles from Carl Nasker a long time ago when he was training unbridled. Um, just looked him over a couple hours ago, and he really put some solid works. He didn't take it easy on on uh, unbridled. He he trained him really hard. So that's what I'm looking for for me and Wilkes. I'm looking for him to tighten the screws on McCracken. So if you see McCracken coming into this race with a couple of 59s or or a couple of real nice breezes, okay. you, you better jump on board. I'm telling you right now. Um, a couple things too. We're, we're wrapping it up. Uh, I wanted to take a, talk to you about Hence really quick from the Steve Asmussen barn. Saw him breeze the other day. Um, just something I noticed when he was walking out with the pony that uh, he really caught the eye just kind of from a class standpoint. You know, you see that confidence in a horse when he's with the pony, um, just kind of bobbing the head like he like nothing really bothers him. Um, first time I've seen Hence since he was a two-year-old, but I really liked what I saw and uh, something to look for going forward. So um, just to kind of give you an update on how Hints did, I'll give you a kind of a sneak preview of what we do at Racing with uh, Bruno and BrunoWithTheWorks.com. Uh, Hints uh, was, was really nice. We had him uh, basically picked him up from the three-and-a-half pole. We had him at 11-3, 47-3, and, and out with a big gallop out. And he kind of reminds me of a little bit of a gun runner type um, athlete. So – um, just something to look forward to. Uh, we're going to have all your coverage you ever want for Oaks and Derby. Come see us, BrunoWithTheWorks.com, Racing with Bruno. Follow me on Twitter, bstobs 22 and we'll be back. We'll talk about Arkansas Derby on Saturday.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.